0: This is the Reading Aloud podcast.
1: I'm Marisol Colette,
0: and I'm Adam Colette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. <laughs> you asked me what it's like to be a father.
1: Ooh, that's broad. <laughs> so that's I said, "Do I need to get more specific?" You could get more specific. Yeah. yeah. So I think what I'd like to know. I always like to think of it as the top three highlights. What are the three? highlights that you have experienced since becoming a father and it is broad but don't overthink it just whatever comes to mind the three highlights of becoming a
0: father well the first highlight for me is a hundred percent the love that you receive from your child when they hug you when they ask for you that feeling of little human this being loves me And, you know, it's not every day that we meet somebody in our lives or someone comes into our lives that ends up showing you an enormous amount of love and affection. Mm. And you probably only have most of us probably only have a couple of people, a handful at most in our lives where there's where people show you a a large amount of love and affection tell you they love you give you hugs snuggle cuddle with you you know in just this very loving way and so you've you've all of a sudden added a being into the world and especially when they're young and i know relationships with children get much more complicated as they get older but like when they're little and young and a you know we have a toddler I mean that's a, that's a unique thing to add into your life, and so that's what I would say for the first thing.
1: You add an extra syllable to toddler, you know. For uh, toddler, the rest, yeah, the rest of us, we I think you say I think you're enunciating it. The rest of us just say toddler. Toddler. To- well, I didn't say it with the southern accent. I just well, said toddler, and then you say yeah. But toddler. when you shorten it, that's
0: kind of a southern thing to do. Wait, you just th- take out all the letters, and you, you just- know what?
1: You're wrong. It isn't toddler because there isn't an extra ED or a couple of D's in there, right? So, actually, yet again, (laughs) you're wrong. Okay, toddler, 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 toddler. Okay, yeah, number two,
0: toddler. Um, I love the
1: way you say it, actually. Great, it's cute. I'm gonna. Cause it's like makes you really feel like you're watching a kid toddle, you know, like <laughs> you know it's that particular look when they toddle. They're like, toddling all over. In a toddler, toddler. Um,
0: the second thing is probably, and you know this is this is current and new, but like the ways in which you learn to communicate with your kid and they communicate with you, and that is you know currently Neo is learning lots of language and so one of the things that I always said was like I don't understand baby speak like I could never get it and now I totally get it like with him and kind of with other kids like you're just you just it's like learning a new language you know we're really big into communication and just ways of communicating and styles of communication and even when he was tiny and an infant the you know the nonverbal the movements the eye contact and you're developing communication with a, with a, with somebody from the start and it's just been so incredible to watch that build upon itself and to build upon the ways in which we do interact and like you know now he's beginning to ignore me even though I know that he understands and hears me and so that's just all like that part for me, is so fascinating and interesting and it's such a great teacher. It's like learning something from the ground up all over again. It's like somebody mm-hmm. saying, you're going to learn math one, two, three. Those are the first three numbers. And to do that all over again, we as we get older, our lives move so fast and we just take so much for granted. So you're kind of forced to Becoming a father forces you to relearn the basics of life. Mm. And that's really powerful.
1: Mm. They always say like, see it through a child's eyes or to watch them have wonderment. But I, the way that you described it, again, I appreciate your unique explanation. I The other day I was showing the video of him picking strawberries from our strawberry patch. And he picks up a strawberry and he goes, "Dabo." And the person who was watching it with me was like, "What did he say?" And I'm like, "Strawberry, obviously." <laughs> but I mean, it was also like, but you know, it's like I know him. Context clues: He's holding his strawberry. He's pointing it at me, going dabble. I.e.,
0: learning how to communicate again. You yeah. Know? yeah. And then
1: and then he was like, "Big dabble," and I was like, "Yeah, big strawberry." And she was like, "How did you know that?" And I'm like, "Well." it's still a dapple, <laughs> and, and he said big dapple." i don't know i mean anyways i was yeah.
0: no exactly i mean that that embodies we it never right understood there understood it until now i never understood until now and so it you know it expands your mind in that way mm-hmm. and um this is the last thing i'll say on that you know i love this and i've probably said it on the podcast because i say it a lot but when I, I learned to play the violin when I was younger and probably the one biggest piece of wisdom and advice I got out from taking years and years and years of violin lessons was if you really, you could probably play a piece fast and you can do it by memory, but to play it ultra slow is much harder and you never really know a piece or you never really know something until you can do it very slow. Hmm. And you know, having a kid just makes you slow down. And it makes you relearn things from the ground up. And that is such a great teacher.
1: What is the value of slowing down and learning things from the
0: bottom up? You learn to appreciate them. Mm -hmm. And when you have a connection of gratitude to a task, to an object, to a thing, uh, to whatever you're doing, you do it with more respect and you place greater value mm-hmm. in your work or your task or your thing. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm relearning communication through the eyes of my kid and relearning it from the ground up from nonverbal and oos and coos and kahs and all of that and then basic words, I'm gaining a deeper gratitude and respect for communication. Therefore, when I communicate out in the world, I find myself placing greater value in it. Oh my gosh, I totally take off the mom hat and go straight into fast
1: pace and i come home <laughs> and i i actually feel like i'm pretty good at adjusting back to mom hat but boy you really you are just whole world's changing for the best totally okay great yeah what is your third thing because i still have a burning question so my that. third
0: my third thing is neo really allows me to fully be into my introverts introverted self like a kid in our social lives i can just i can just take care of the kid or i can go to a park and just sit and watch him play and i get to just sit there you in don't a park. think
1: it's extroverting to be with him
0: it's definitely extroverting to a certain way but i don't have to socialize with other people i'm just like i have the perfect excuse to check out from things okay you,
1: you the level of socialization <laughs> with that kid that you do is beyond it is Mind-numbing <laughs> to socialize with him. One single high-intensity, very physical. Like today when he was
0: burying me in pillows, or.
1: Yeah, that stuff's hard. That kind of play nonstop. Like, I thought you were going to say he allows me to just really play, which you love to do. And you love to.
0: That kind of relates to point number two.
1: You love to reward. Like, you love the. There's a big reward in playing. Like, when you came up tonight to bring the bottle in the bath. He's like, Papa, bring me the bottle. How does he say it? Because it's so cute. Bottle.
0: Papa, bring me bottle.
1: Bring me the bottle. Yeah. Bottle. I mean, God. So cute. It makes me laugh every time. So he'll say it and then he looks at me and then I giggle and then he just I don't know. It's freaking cute. And you came up wearing the blanket from the couch and you were like Oh
0: (laughs) and I was just like the The ingenuity, (laughs) like, I don't know. Well, every night I bring it up and I'm a different character, if you haven't noticed. We do a different thing every night. I haven't noticed, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, Neo's noticed.
1: I feel like you get down to Neo's level and I, I actually had somebody say to me, I can't remember who it was, it was just the other day and, you know, so our friend was in town and she said, I really love the way you parent and communicate with Neo and I was like oh interesting why like what do you see and she was like you just you just don't treat him like like a kid in the sense of like you don't you don't talk down to him you just kind of level with him and I actually find that when I level with him he feels a sense of like it's a respect thing and I think it works really well because I'm like alright this is what we're going to do I'm like you down and he's like okay when I'm like Neo what do you want to do he's like nothing I hate you. It's like a weird power thing. But when I give him power, I'm like, what's up? What do we want to do today? You know, and kind of talk to him like a normal person. I don't know. He responds better. That's him. That's just him.
0: Yeah. No. And I fully agree.
1: But you, you play. You play so hard. And I feel like I can play sometimes, but like you have endless.
0: Is this right? Or do you just. I don't have endless energy if that's where you were going with that. But. What I'm really good at is just committing, like you have to commit to the play, like you can't you can't just like you have to be imaginative though, yeah, yeah, but part of that is just like diving into it, like letting go of your insecurities in that moment and just like being super goofy and breaking out of your adult box. I
1: don't think I get into insecurity, but that's interesting i'm gonna i'm gonna think about that, I think for me it's more that it's just like it just gets boring. And it's not about insecurity. It's about like straight boredom. Like my mind.
0: I, I hear that. My
1: burning question is, do you feel like a father? You know how I talked about being a mother. Do you feel like a father?
0: Yes, I feel like a father. It's actually been surprising to me how natural and easy it's come for me. You know, I didn't know what it would be like. Yes, sometimes I do feel young in that, in that fatherhood space, and sometimes it's hard to see myself as a father, imagining somebody seeing me from the outside and seeing me as a father, because sometimes I think it's easy for me and potentially others, but I'll just speak for myself, to see me as a younger version of myself as who I was and not necessarily who I am now because you have that kind of twenty twenty hindsight of who you were and how you defined yourself and then defining myself as a father is still relatively new in my life. But all that's to say I, I feel like a father. Um, what does that mean? Well, I mean, you know, you had talked about the work that I had done and have done through Modern Man School, and some of the things that you know we've been learning around fatherhood. And I think, in a in a broad perspective, it's it's kind of no secret that fatherhood is evolving and changing in society, as you know, these co- kind of classic frames in which men have operated in fully of protector, provider. Kind of frames are, I would argue, not going away, but they have shifted to where both parties are often the provider, or in more ca- more and more cases, the woman is the provider for the family, and the the protector thing is is more evolving into like an emotional cares space, and men needing to learn to develop those skills, as opposed to more like I'm gonna, you know, protect you from beasts or whatever. Here's what I'll say. The biggest thing that I have learned about being a father is it's so much less about the kid than you realize. It's so much more about yourself. The, the number one gift that you can give your kid, the number one lesson that you can teach them, is the example of who you are. You give, you know, through your actions, your way of being, you're, you're interacting with people in the world, you demonstrate to them what it is like to be human in this world. That's why I say it's not about the kid. The fathering is not about the kid. Fathering is about being the best version of yourself so that you can demonstrate that to your child.
1: So if I so in the podcast that we recorded on being a mother, I talked about feeling more like a parent that I didn't have because mother and father felt like it had created it had gotten such a persona about it. I would say I see you as a father differently than how I expressed feeling or not feeling like a mother. And I don't really know what that is, but I kind of always expected you to be a good father because you're patient, you're generous with your time, like you're really good at giving. You know, you have to give everything as a parent and you're really good at that and you're really patient. So this whole slowing down thing, you're very very fun figured that would make you good at doing exactly what I said you do, which is to entertain and to play and to interact and be imaginative. You're energetic. I mean, I just expected that you would be a good father. I also wondered if that feeling would come up around, am I doing a good enough job? Which I think a lot of parents have. Again, I don't mean to keep bringing this back to me, only just to use like the differences is I don't worry about that. I'm so imperfect and I'm so clear about that. I just don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, and,
0: and I'll just say like I, I think there are two things that you're bringing up here. Number one is what what you just said about like am I doing a good job? And then number two, like how is fatherhood different from parenthood? The On the first one, I actually don't feel like – I don't have those feelings of am I doing a good job or not. Since since becoming a father and since becoming a parent, I've begun to think a lot more about just the growing up process and the development process. And you realize that there are important foundational things that are developed when you're little. And then, you know, you kind of go through these periods of life and it can vary so widely in terms of what kind of person you are when you're an adult. And when you're, you know, a member of society, people can come from a wide variety of situations and end up in a wide variety of scenarios. And there wasn't like one thing, did this person, you know, watch this much less TV or did this thing? All of those things are can be good and valuable and help the kid, but it is not. I'm not competitive about it. I know that I am doing the best I can. And again, I come back to if I am being the best version of myself... I know that I am the perfect parent for Neo and that the best version of myself is going to be exactly what he needs mm. as a kid. Do you like your life better as a father than you did before? I mean, I'm significantly more tired.
1: <laughs> I, I always love you. Always surprise me with your <laughs> answers. Significantly. I mean, do, do I need to step oh, it up? Definitely.
0: Do, oh, no, 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 no Oh no, no, definitely. Do I need
1: to step it up?
0: No, I, I don't, I mean like, I think it no, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's Cuz I
1: told you with this second baby that you're going to It's just tiring
0: it's, and that's okay. Like I'm just like that's a part of it. Like I'm more tired because I have there's just a lot more. There's less downtime and mm-hmm. but I I want to see that through the lens of, you know, I am feel like I'm learning right now. I'm learning how to integrate and capitalize more on moments that are for myself because I am driven by the purpose and the goal of being—I'm bringing it back to this—being the best version of myself. Like, I'm not going to be the best parent because I taught my kid the the mathematic times tables the quickest. I'm going to be the best parent when I'm the best version of me, Mm -hmm. and that's going to benefit them so much more. And so, yes, I'm tired— And so my duty as a parent now is learning how to refill my battery and learning how to take care of myself, even when my to-do list and my tasks and the things that I have to take care of in a day have tripled.
1: Do you like your life better now as a parent?
0: Compared to...
1: No, because it's not compared. My question is more like, was
0: this the next... I mean, I think back on our childless trip to Oregon a couple weeks ago and... pretty good (laughs) (laughs) it was so good it was
1: so odd to know that we it felt like I was like oh this is how our life used to be but not in a we were who we used to be it was just like Oh yeah, this was very much how we did things. We just went at a pace. We spent a lot of time together. We laughed a lot. We were 100% focused on each other. We had a really good vibe as to what we wanted to do with our time and, you know, everything about it felt very familiar. And then it was like every once in a while I'd go, "What? We have a we have a kid back home. This isn't this isn't what it is. This is just a a nugget of time that we can cherish together to thread us through until, you know, there is actually more time for us. So it wasn't a comparison thing. I guess the question is, do you feel like this was the next step? Like this was, th- you're glad. I don't even know how to ask. Yes. Like, yeah. So
0: here's, here's what I'll answer to that. I, I am so grateful for my life now as a parent there are things that I am excited to get back to. Like. after, Like being able to do more creative, personal things in the evening time and not just, you know, when the kid's away. You know, my day is cut in half in terms of, things that I can create. And I'm in an age where I feel very creative. I want to put that energy into it. And I simply can't because I both don't have the time. And when Nia's around, I don't have the mental capacity to do that. I'm a person that needs dedicated, quiet space and time. I can't just on off switch my creative side and so you know my my creativity as a human has taken a step back mm-hmm. because I'm a parent and so I miss that
1: but you're happy but I'm
0: happy because of all the things that I just mentioned at the beginning of the podcast yeah. with all the things that I've gained and so the best things are worth are worth waiting for and just I, I'm just continually trying to live into gratitude of this is something that I've wanted a family my whole life it's here and and I want to appreciate it. That's what
1: I maybe instead of asking you the question I asked, I think what I would instead say is you seem to be living out one of your purposes. Yeah. I think one of your purposes is to show people the world, not unlike Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, not unlike Aladdin, you you love to just like, I, you're just like, get on my magic carpet, magic because I'm going to take you into an adventure that is so cool. And that's one of your life purposes. I really have always felt like one of your life purposes is to be a father. I just think that you're made for it. And I think that your whole body emanates with that the capacity to do it. And so, in a lot of ways, as I watch you, you know, do I miss more quality time with you than I used to have? Absolutely. Do I, yeah, do I wish we had more leisure time for sure? But, but you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And I feel that so deeply. And I just love watching you be a dad. And, I, you know, this whole idea that we have a boy dog, you're a boy, we have a boy kid, we only had boy embryos during our IVF process. It's like, I'm just like, you're supposed to be surrounded by men that you can influence.
0: Yeah. Well, let me, let me thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Let me, I'm going to transition that into, I think, what second part of what you were asking earlier as to like, what's the difference between just being a parent and what's the difference between being a father? A father is a parent. <laughs> hmm. um, and I think that that is... That is something that has we have grown into and uh, matured into as a society is really recognizing that a father is a parent, that the mother is not the parent, and the father is the blankety blank. You know, the father is just the provider and the father is just the protector, and the mother is the parent. I think we have, we're living in a world now where both the mother and the father or the two fathers or whatever the family structure is, both of those individuals or one individual, like everybody involved in that kid's life can be a parent, and that's a good thing. I do think a father and fathers can play a really unique role in a kid's life, and particularly, again, I'm bringing it back to they are the role model for what it is to be a man in this world for how it is to show up as a man in this world. And being a man in this world at all times is a unique, unique thing. Just like being a woman is a unique thing. You as a woman play a unique role in the world. I'm a man, I play a unique role in the world. And for folks that don't particularly identify with the gender binary, they also are showing how people show up as a human in the world and as a person in the world and that is super important but like i feel for myself being a father is using my masculinity for good and using the things that make me a man in this world my strength my courage my ingenuity my focus my all, all the things that make me who i am and that my masculinity defines it is using that to help guide and shape the kid. And again, like all of those characteristics and all of my like my masculine side and my side as a man and then the way that I as a man show up in the world, am treated in the world, am perceived in the world and then interact with those perceptions and interact with the ways that my kid is watching and learning. They're a sponge. And so that is my role as a father. Being a father means demonstrating what it's like to be a father to my kid. And very so... meta. It's
1: <laughs> very meta. But I but I hear you. I, yeah. But but I hear you. And I I it is it's honestly not something I had thought of quite like that. It's like, you know, when I think about what's the role of myself as a parent, it's to, you know, I think I said something like create space for them to grow and change. And I think that it's it is it's interesting because it feels directed towards the kid in, in a different way. But what I hear you saying is, is, in particular, the role of role model. And I think maybe it is it is specifically because we have, you know, a male, male identifying baby at this point or kid, you know, and that he is he looks at you different than he looks at me. Like you are, you and him have something in common and that we don't have in common. He and I, we have other things in common, but, and it just feels there's something about that. I don't know if it's for, maybe it is because we're raising a boy, but, but it is something, something that you're saying. It's just like it's a different orientation around what you're doing. And, you know, I mean, that's essentially what I think is that you're raising good men
0: yeah, I mean, again, I just bring it back to we put so much focus on the kid in these like fatherhood conversations or parent conversations, how to parent. And then it's all about like how you're interacting with the kid. And again, you, you can't interact with a kid who is crazy and a toddler and scream crying that's not normal interactions. The only way that you can interact with them and, and implement all these things is if you are taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's just the biggest point. And that is the point about fatherhood that for me, like, if I'm not showing up as a good man in the world, if I'm not contributing and helping to make the world a better place as a man— if when I walk into a, a restaurant or how do I treat the people around me as a man, that is fathering to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, 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 I hate, the, I hate the, the thought of like, you know, do as I say, not as I do. That's just bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's just bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's an excuse that people give themselves Mm -hmm. for being afraid of being the best version of themselves. And Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Somebody's probably like, well, I can run across the street, but I don't want my kid. Yes, I get those examples. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying more from like a state of being and and a relationship and a communication, Mm -hmm. you know, way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because then I was thinking about if we were raising girls and, and that... You know, again, we're talking about the binary here because we're talking about motherhood and fatherhood and there's just so much more to life and we know that. But I, I was thinking like if we weren't raising a boy, a traditional boy, like it's like, would you, you know, watching you walk into a restaurant and how you treat people is very much part of fathering no matter who you're fathering and it just i should, this conversation's interesting to me and i think it's i for me talking about motherhood the way i did was very vulnerable it was sorting out some thoughts here on the podcast as well as just feeling like the binary was both Living in me and not at the same time, you know, is this really interesting. And then this feels equally interesting and like a conversation we could have a hundred times over. But I really appreciate you sharing this. And and what I want to say is if there's I have one last question. If there's anything else at any point that we want to add, I'd love to continue to have this conversation because the The role of men in the modern world is changing, and you are talking about that all the time up front, up close and personal, and you're doing a lot of work to help other men navigate that. And so this conversation is extremely important.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. And I I just want to, I want to kind of harken back really quickly and just say, even though we are raising a boy. I still think the like modeling as a man is the same type of fatherhood for a girl. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I think my, my way of thinking of things is what I want to do is I don't want to get lost in the, in the activities and the, the like tactics of parenthood. Mm -hmm. Um, Because those are easy, and if you want to know things to do with your kids or activities to do, there are millions of resources out there to do that. But then we have to ask ourselves, why aren't people capitalizing on those? Why aren't people doing that? And, you know, it comes down to the deeper thing of, like, how are you showing up in the world? You know, and yes, you're right. The role of men in the modern world is changing, and And men facing unique challenges and... And
1: that means cha- changing the definition of fatherhood. And I think that what I'm hearing is you're, or I don't think, what I'm hearing is you talking about what that looks like for you and that it's less about this idea of I have to do this or demonstrate this type of thing because I'm the father you know the quote-unquote father and so I have to do it this way because this is what men do and I'm supposed to show up xyz like you said the specific tactics and activities and strategies etc is this like how do I show up as my best self and that that in and of itself I mean that's fathering right I'm hearing it now that there's this this thing that you've seen this trope about what do dads do they teach you how to do xyz it's so freaking specific and it's been that way for so long in society and that's just not real fathering that's just a
0: script it's a script and it's not that you can't that that script won't be true for you in your life, or you might not enjoy doing things that are a part of that. But that's not wh-
1: where the buck ends.
0: About that doesn't it, define right, fatherhood.
1: Exactly. is like right. the things that you teach them and that they, they got to be the specific things. And, and that there are a lot of people out there like, well, this is my role as a father. It's very limited. But what I'm hearing you say is that the more you're doing to take care of yourself and the ways that you show up in the world, that's the version of fathering. So I want to ask you one last question, which is, In one sentence, how would you want Neo to define you? Loving. Period. Boom. Like if he was like, the best thing about my dad is that he's loving. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Loving and he loves me for exactly who I am.
1: Oof, man. I think most people want their parents to love them exactly as they are and i think you're gonna do a great job of that thanks love Mm -hmm. i love you exactly as i am exactly as you are and i love you conditionally (laughs) i was waiting for that one
0: (laughs) no i love you